I'm trying to get harder and tougher mentally and physically every day of my life. You're either the growth mindset or you're the fixed mindset. If you're trying to be the best, you need to look at who the best is and see what they do. Relentless pursuit of progress. There's a difference between the best and the rest and the rest. Welcome to the Brute Strength Podcast. Champions are built in the mind first. Where we interview scientists, world champions, doctors and experts, in just about every area of health and fitness. What do you care enough about? What are you fascinated enough about to go so deep and learn so much that you'll know more about it than anyone else? And now, here's your host, Michael Cashew. Hey, this is Michael Kaju, and today I want to talk to you about how the use of some stoic tools can help you enjoy your life more and actually be grateful for what you have, how to actually want what you already have. So stoicism is a form of philosophy. It's a really old form, and it's best known for being very, very practical. As far as I know, the original use of philosophy in general was supposed to be Uh, a set of practical tools in how to live a better life. And stoicism is something that I've read quite a bit about in the past several years and gotten a ton of great wisdom from. And there are some specific tools that they use, some exercises, some practices that they have that actually help them be more grateful and enjoy their lives better. So to set this up, I want to tell you a little story. Um, I was in, I had just gotten into rehab, my first rehab, and it was a wilderness therapy program. It was probably February 2008 at this point. It was freezing cold, and I had been there for about a month. And leading up to this event that I'm going to tell you about, in the mornings, we would eat, if we were good, we would eat um, oatmeal like with hot water and oats. And if we were really good, they would throw a little bit of granola in there. But most days it was cold water and dry oats. And that was breakfast. We would eat a lot of rice and beans. If we were really good, we would get some taco seasoning to put in it. But usually it was just bland rice and beans. For lunch, we would eat sometimes some deli meat. Um, We would have some fruit. We had some vegetables. And so basically what, what I'm trying to get across is we ate very, very simple food. We, we never overate. We didn't have the option to overeat. And so it was a very simple, um, very simple diet. And so at about the one month mark, they send me on what's called a solo experiment. This is where they send me off for, I think it was about 48 to 72 hours to go and live on my own. And I was an adolescent and I was not entirely pumped to be there. So they had to remove, like that. I didn't get any shoes. They just gave me what they call booties, which is like foot warmers. So basically they wanted to make sure I didn't run away. So I have these foot warmers. I have my tarp that I'm to set up my own tent. Uh, I have my food and that's literally it for 72, 72 hours. And 
The funniest thing that I remember is the very first thing I did when I was on my own for the first time in a month is I kind of slowly hike up to the top of this I don't know. It's like a large hill. I didn't have any shoes, so I, I, I couldn't climb any mountains. And so I climb up to this hill and I take off all my clothes. I get butt ass naked and I start making myself this, this sweet treat, this dessert. I take out at the beginning of every week, we get like a fresh pack of tortillas. Some of those, uh, mission tortillas, these, those huge ones. And so I take one of those out and we also got peanut butter and trail mix once a week. And what I did is I put a ton of peanut butter all over this tortilla. And then I took out all of the M&Ms from my trail mix and I just put those all over the tortilla and then I fold it. And then I just destroy this thing and I lay back and I am just in complete bliss and complete ecstasy over this meal that I just had. And here, 11 years later, I'm still thinking about that delicious meal. And the reason that I tell you that is because any other time, like if I were to eat that right now, sure, it would be good, but I could go out, I could go to any grocery store and get something way tastier. But the lesson that that taught me, and since then reading about stoicism and some of the practices they have, the way that I was eating leading up to that event made it so that I appreciated my peanut butter M&M tortilla so, so much more. And I realized that in our lives, we can, we can design our lives in a way that we appreciate what we have so much more. We don't have to constantly be striving for more. And what I'm going to what I'm going to tell you about today is not, this is not something that makes you complacent and will make you not want to continue striving and wanting to achieve, but it can just make you be content and accept what you have to actually love what you already have. Being grateful makes us appreciate what we already have. It allows us to be content. It allows us to enjoy our lives, to enjoy the people in it, and even to love ourselves and our lives more. And if we're not in a state of gratitude, then and we don't kind of put ourselves in check, then we are what's on what, what is called the hedonic treadmill. That the hedonic treadmill is kind of like this. Maybe you at one point thought, you know, I want a new car. And so you worked your ass off for years for this new car. You were super excited about it when you got it. And finally, you earn enough money, you save enough money to get this car. And for the first week or two, you're just completely ecstatic about this thing. You're telling everybody about it. You're just so pumped up about this car. But then reality sets in, you start to get used to it, and eventually you start to take this car for granted. And you start to look for that next best car. You start to look for something a little more expensive, a little flashier, um, a little faster maybe. And we stay on this, we stay in this cycle called the hedonic treadmill in every single area of our lives indefinitely. So we just continue to desire bigger, better, fancier, more expensive things. And unless we put ourselves in check, we will stay on this hedonic treadmill for the rest of our lives. The treadmill's kryptonite is gratitude. When you are grateful for something, you give it your attention, your respect, your time, even reverence. You revere things that you're grateful for. And you don't betray it. You don't 
portray things that you're grateful for, for the mistress of more or the mistress of better or fancier. So for instance, if you're grateful for your wife, then you make time for her. And when you're with her, you are nowhere else. You don't allow yourself to get distracted. Or when you notice yourself getting distracted, you bring yourself back to, you know, looking her in the eyes or just being present with her. Uh, you don't, you're not looking down at your phone the, the entire time that you're hanging out with her. If you're grateful for your bike, you lock it up, you clean it, etc. If you're grateful for your body, you exercise, you eat well, you sleep plenty. So how do we actually get off of this treadmill? How do we appreciate what we have right now and act with the attitude of gratitude? There are a ton of different ways you can do this. And in my experience, uh, in, in, in my opinion, I'm not much of a believer in things like gratitude journals or just thinking about what you're grateful for. In my experience, th those haven't led to a very intense feeling of gratitude. Sure, I can bring to mind, you know, some of my family members, my my grandmother who's 80 years old and just feel uh, some intense gratitude for them, but it rarely leads me to action. And the way, the, the reason that I'm bringing this up in the first place is to hopefully incite action so that we start acting as if we were grateful for these things. Because when we act, or unless we act as if we are grateful, then it doesn't really matter what's going on in our minds, right? If we're, if we, we it's one thing to say we're grateful for our body or uh, our, our bike, and it's another to exercise and eat well and sleep plenty. It's another to lock the bike up, to clean it, to treat it with respect. So the Stoics had two remedies for this that I think are much, much more powerful than um, anything else that I've ever seen. And the first is called negative visualization. Negative, negative visualization is where you take something that you say you are grateful for and you imagine yourself losing that thing. You imagine the worst case scenario happening. So for me, and I've done this with a D several times, I'll, I'll bring a D to mind. This might be while I'm journaling. Sometimes I write about it. Sometimes I just think about it and I imagine her dying or I imagine her leaving me for some reason. And then I start to imagine the chain uh, the chain reaction, the, 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 the effects that would happen uh, as a result of either of those happening. I imagine how um, my mindset, my emotions would be affected. I imagine how my career might be affected. I imagine all of the ways that losing a D would affect my life. And at the end of it, I usually feel pretty shitty. I, I, I might feel some fear. I might feel some regret. I might feel any, any number of negative emotions. And that's a good thing because the next step is to realize that that person is still there for you, right? That thing that, you, that you're thinking about, you still have it. And now you have this insight, you have this motivation to start treating it with more respect, treating that relationship with more respect. Anytime I do this with a D, usually I will get up at some point in the near future and just go and give her a hug and tell her how much I love her. Uh, it might also inspire me to think about ways that I'm being, that I'm not living up to the type of husband that I want to be and um, identify some new actions or habits that I want to take. So negative visualization, bring something to mind that you value and imagine yourself losing that thing. Number two, number two is called self-denial. 
other ways of looking at this are intentional hardship or voluntary hardship. And this is where we can intentionally put ourselves through things like I went through in rehab. We can intentionally make life just a little bit harder. We can take away some of the niceties, some of the comforts, some of the luxuries that we have in our, in our lives momentarily so that when we have them again, we value them more. And in my experience, this is by far the best way to kind of hack the feeling of gratitude, taking momentarily taking the things away that we really value so that when we get them back, we care about them more. So for instance, you could eat rice and beans with no seasoning for a week straight. You could do a fast. You could sleep on the floor for some amount of time, like for, for days, for instance. Uh, maybe if you always drive to work, you could ride the bike for a day. So right now it's the beginning of the new year. And I think that this can be one of the most powerful exercise you can do for yourself and really jumpstarting your way into this new year. So I challenge you, I want you to pick something to give up, even if for a week and just see what happens. Try not to have too many expectations going into it, but just pick something and it doesn't have to be too aggressive but just pick something to give up or something to make a little bit um, uncomfortable in your life for the next week or more and just see what happens. And when you do this, I really think that you will appreciate more what you already have in your life. And at the end of the day, that's what all of us want. We want to enjoy our lives. We want to love our lives. And a couple more things. I want you to watch out for this. The ego likes to take this, the, these practices and, and turn it into a way to make you look better or be more altruistic, to gain status in some way. So I don't recommend telling anyone that you're doing this. Watch out for your mind starting to tell you that you're in some way better than the people around you because you're doing this type of thing. I don't think that's a very healthy, uh, healthy mindset to be in at all. So that's all I have for you today. Uh, if these are resonating with you guys, please hit me up on Instagram. I am at Michael Kazu, C-A-Z-A-Y-O-U-X. Let me know what's hitting home for you. Let me know what you want to hear more of. And if you do a challenge, if you take this challenge that I'm offering today, let me know the impact that it had, has on you. Let me know what your experience is like. And you don't have to tell me, you know, what you gave up. Uh, remember, I just kind of suggested you not do that. But tell me what your experience was. Tell me what you are now more grateful for. Uh, I would love to share with you in that way. Have a great day. This episode is brought to you by Working Against Gravity, or WAG. WAG does one-on-one -on -one nutrition coaching to help you lose weight, lose body fat, perform better in the gym, and also just to help you feel more comfortable and confident in your own skin. WAG also trains people to become nutrition coaches themselves and to start online nutrition businesses. So this one is special for me because I am the director of marketing and the president of WAG. My wife started the company about five years ago. And what I admire and respect about her and her team most is that the number one value and 
focus of attention at the company has always been on the coaching service itself. So even after reaching 2000 members, when they could have focused more on marketing or selling more things, they continue to make the coaching service better and better and better. And that's why so many people get amazing results. I think we have something like close to a thousand testimonials and transformation photos on our website that you can check out and such a high number, such a high percentage of people get amazing results on this program. And that's because the main focus point of attention on the comp uh, of the entire company has been on making the coaching service better. So what you get when you sign up is first and foremost, accountability. You get a real human being, an expert on nutrition science and the art of coaching that will be with you every step of the way, holding your hand through the entire process. You get education through our uh, members only knowledge base. You get access to a private members Facebook group. And when you sign up, you'll fill out a questionnaire. We'll get to know you. We'll create, we'll then pair you with the coach that best suits your personality and your experience. And then they will create a custom nutrition plan. They will send this through our software system seismic and week over week, you will communicate with your coach uh, through a weekly check-in. You'll log what you're eating. If that's what your coach wants you to do, you will give them a summary each week. And then every single time you check in, they will give you strategies and tips for how to overcome your unique challenges or obstacles in your nutrition. I've been a client myself for many, many years, and I've tried just about every diet in the world. And I can truly genuinely say that this thing works. Um, this coach is someone that will be in your corner, is supportive, is really rooting for you, and has done, th done this with hundreds or thousands of people before. So whatever your obstacles are, I can almost guarantee that if you're willing to put in the effort and uh, really go after it, then you can get the results that you're after. So again, if you go to workingagainstgravity.com and enter the code BRUTE50, that's B-R-U-T-E 50 at checkout, you'll get $50 off of your first month of membership. Also, if you want to become a nutrition coach yourself because your life has been tra transformed by uh, nutrition or a nutrition coach and you just really want to give back and you want to join the digital workforce, then you can join our wait list right now at workingagainstgravity.com. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Your journey towards better fitness continues. Head over to BruteStrengthTraining.com to connect with Michael and his guests. Access links and resources mentioned in this episode, as well as bonus content exclusive to podcast listeners. That's BruteStrengthTraining.com.